Before we begin, I would like us to enjoy some grounding, some connection or reconnection. So close your eyes. Feel your toes moving. And feel them, plant them in the ground. Feel how they are connected both to the ground and to your body. Have your hands in an open receiving position, whatever it is for you. Feel your back supported. Feel your hiney supported. You are invited to a verse, and may you find its place and rest and contemplate. The verse is from Psalm 119. How sweet are your words to my palate, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your percepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I will avoid every evil way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Time for silence and reflection. stand for the invocation. Come to this moment in the name of God, who has called you, beaconed you, and summoned you to come. It is God's voice that is calling us by a sacred breath, by grace and in mercy. It is God's voice that reminds us that we are not alone, that we are linked to one another by the Spirit and the presence of God. So we gather to worship in the name of God Almighty, ever-present. Amen. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, you call us to follow your plan. You call us to use our hands and feet to walk with the wanderers, to reach out to despairing and needy and share our gifts for the good of the community. Holy God, you hear your, we hear your call to action. Blessed be the name of God. Amen.
Today's reading is from Psalm 16, verse 11. You show me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. This summer has been uh, an enjoyable journey as I uh, listened to our Hands and Feet series. And so I thought this morning I would start out with a little hiking story for you all. Um, I'm a Boy Scout leader, and I've had the pleasure over the last several years of taking scouts through backpacking trips uh, all over the western United States. And two years ago, we were in the Olympic National Park and getting ready for another day's trip up to a beautiful lake up high in the park. And Boys in their youthful exuberance, you know, as soon as breakfast was over, take off down the trail and we soon lost sight of them. And several hours later when I pulled up to the lake, I uh, see the boys and some of them have already, you know, jumped into their swimsuits and are out swimming in this gorgeous lake. Some of them have their fishing poles out and they're fishing. And some are just sitting around the camp doing teenage boy things. Um, but uh, they, one of them teased me and he said, Mr. Lawback, what took you so long to get here? And I looked back at him and I said, well, you know, I was walking up the pass and I saw this herd of elk over there, these beautiful Roosevelt elk, a um, couple big bulls, and I stopped to watch them for a while. And then as I got over the pass, I was walking down the other side and I noticed this big patch of uh, blueberries. So I stopped and I picked a hat full of blueberries and ate them for my snack this afternoon. And then as I got to the last river crossing that we had before we got to the lake, um, I saw these two guys downstream fishing, and they were catching fish right after left. Every cast, boom. And the boys looked at me, and they said, wow, we didn't see any of that stuff. And I said, well, that's because you were focused on the destination. You forgot to enjoy the journey. Now, today's scripture talks about a destination. It's a destination that is uh, eternal life in the presence of God, fullness of joy. That's... That's the inheritance that we all have. That is the guarantee all of us who accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, have as a promise. And I don't want, in John 10, 10, Jesus even says, I came here to give you life and to give it to you abundantly. But I don't want to talk about destinations today. I want to talk about the journey. Because to me, I don't know how long the journey is going to be for. It's going to be a blink of time when you think in terms of eternity but how do we enjoy that journey today? And I've been learning over my whole life how to enjoy this journey. Um, I think I've found some answers, and I'd like to share them here this morning. Now, I didn't always know how to understand this journey and enjoy it. Uh, when I first finished grad school, I was uh, newly married. Uh, we had a son. I had to, uh, I was more concerned with financial security and career success. Um, and, I, you know, when I sort of had hit those marks and ticked off those boxes, home, car, whatever, um, I sat back and I said, is this all there really is? I really wasn't finding it. I was going to church, but I wasn't finding it. And about that time, well, this is about 10 years ago, somebody gave me a book. Um, it's called Halftime. Some of you may have read it. It's written by a Christian businessman by the name of Bob Buford. Bob Buford um, was a uh, cable TV owner, and he had, he had done his thing. He was very... By worldly standards, he was very successful. Uh, but Buford got to the same point as I was at. He said, you know, what else is there? And so he talks about 
making the halftime adjustments. Just like my friend John up there, the football coach, uh, we go in at halftime, we figure out, okay, how are we going to play the second half of this game? How should we change things in order to accomplish those goals? So Buford comes up with two ideas that, that struck me. The first one was figure out where your priorities are. Um, yes, we take care of our families. Yes, we take care of our friends. Yes, we take care of those that can't take care of themselves. But what is your real priority? Your real priority to me and to Buford was to serve Jesus. That's what was in the middle of our box. The second thing he says then is then take your gifts, whether those are your spiritual gifts, your physical gifts, your mental gifts, and use those uh, in a way to achieve that goal and, and serve in, in, in his kingdom. Because what Buford really gets to and what I, I remind myself all the time is how do I get from success and move to significance? And that's what I want to do. That's how I want to walk through life. I want to be significant in the kingdom when God looks down or when I get to heaven someday, he looks at me and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. I think it's something we all look for. John talked about it last week when he talks about the joy that we get when we serve the least of ours, right? Jesus says, I was there with you. And so what I began to do about 10 years ago is I started to say, okay, how do I do that? How do I walk that path? How do I go on that journey? And so one of the things I did, I, I build houses. I, I have a gift of organizing and conducting uh, projects, mainly in the area of construction, and so uh, four times a year I take father-son teams from Loyola High School down to Mexico and we build houses, spend two days. And what I've discovered in, in doing that and in serving in his name down there is that we find the presence of God. I see the presence of God so clearly it just jumps out at me. I see it, you see it in the restored hope of a family down there that had nothing. The, two days earlier they had a dirt floor, they had a leaky roof, and now they have a beautiful little home, um, and so they have restored hope and dignity. I see the, the endearing strength of, of, the, of the young men and their dads that build with me. We, we work hard for two days. It's not easy to build a whole house in less than two days, but we can do it. But we have to work hard. We can't stop. We have to be tireless. We can't do that with human strength alone, I'm convinced. But most importantly, we start to see that... Um, these young men, and I think, again, it goes back to what I love what John was talking about last week, is when we serve others in his name, the Holy Spirit comes and gives us a joy that we can't buy with all the worldly wealth in, that we could possibly have. But we get that joy, and I watch that joy light these young men up, and they become kingdom builders. And so uh, every time I go on a trip, I have another group of kingdom builders coming back with me. Some of their dads, by the way, join up on that whole uh, idea as well. In fact, some of them come back build after build because they start finding out that's, it's almost an addictive drug, that joy, that they want it each and every time we go to Mexico. So what have I learned about living in the presence of God? And the presence of God, I just think about it. He wants to walk with us every day. He wants to talk with us every day. Um, he wants us to see the majesty of those mountains, those elk, um, he wants us to see his miracles. He wants to see even his tiniest blessings. I think that he wants us to be nurtured and fed. Those blueberries, when I think about it, um, he meets all my needs. I don't need anything more than him. Right? And finally, and the beautiful thing, I think about those fishermen. He sent us a guide. You know, he gave us the Holy Spirit that will guide us. And I love the, 
uh, scriptures from Psalms this morning when it talks about light unto my feet and light on my path. He lights the path for us, and we'll just listen to that. So how do I listen to God? How do I be with him every day? Let me just give you what I've, I've learned in the last few years. The first is give him time. In our hurried days, ladies and gentlemen, it's too easy to get up in the morning and just, you know, I've got two things on, on the table next to my bed. I've got a Bible, and I've got one of these. Depending on which one I grab first in the morning is going to determine what my day is going to start to be like. And then when I get downstairs and I'm having coffee with my wife, I got choices there. I can turn on the TV, put the news on, or I can grab my devotional. As I drive here to work, I used to turn on the news. Now I turn on Christian radio, uh, music channels, and I pray that one of those songs will climb into my head that you can't get rid of all day long. And so I have this side, this, this continual worship going all day long. It drives Neo, Leo nuts when I do that. I start singing songs in our truck. Um, make it your priority. I have to make God my priority. How many times do we get caught up in things of this world? How many times does, do we get suckered in by advertising and the marketing that says you need this or you need that? What do we really need? What do I need? I, it's pretty simple now. I just need we need to pray more. We need to study the word more. We need to submit more. And even when we do all that, that journey with God is not going to be without hardship. I've learned that. There is illness. There is addiction. There is divorce. There is deaths of loved ones. There is loss of jobs. There's financial worries. It goes on and on, ladies and gentlemen. And God doesn't promise he's going to keep us away from that. But he says, I'll get you through it. I want to read something that a, a friend of mine sent me the other day. Kind of sums this up. I, I loved what he I don't know whether he wrote it or he stole it off the internet, but it serves our purposes here. He said, one night I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Many scenes from my life flashed by across the sky. And in each scene, I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets of footprints. Other times there was only one set of footprints. This bothered me because I noticed that during the low periods of my life, when I was suffering from anguish, sorrow, or defeat, I could see only one set of footprints. So I said to the Lord, You promised me, Lord, that if I followed you, you would walk with me always. But I have noticed that during the most trying periods of my life, there have only been one set of footprints in the sand. Why, when I needed you most, you have not been there for me? And the Lord replied, Times when you have seen only one set of footprints in the sand is when I carried you. So ladies and gentlemen, as, as we walk this journey, as we get to that wonderful destination that's promised to us, um, just know that you can walk with the Lord. You can walk with him every day. And I pray and I hope that each one of you will find that way of walking with the Lord and that you will find that shalom peace that goes beyond all understanding. Amen.